So welcome back to Blood Moon Milk. This is the special interview that we're having with Lee Morgan, the psychic medium uh, here in Atlanta. We're also doing a contest on our Instagram to win a free reading with Lee Morgan. Um, It's a 30-minute mini reading. You can check out her stuff on her website, and we'll have everything linked in the show notes or the liner notes, whatever you call it. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. If you hear any weird noises, that would be my boyfriend playing the piano and the dog running around. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoy. Um, we're just going to get right into it. It's, it's a lot of laughter starting out and that's where you can hear all the weird, uh, spiritual stuff happening. Like a spirit helped us (laughs) get the technology working. It was pretty funny and cute. And, uh, also I... Ariana get a weird spiritual impromptu reading and I did not believe in psychic mediums before this and now I do so thank you Lee Morgan um I don't know if everybody's legit but this fucking woman is legit so enjoy listening and I think that you'll really really learn a lot this is probably I've learned a lot from all the interviews but this one is is really good and really different and I'm really stoked to share it with you guys and so is Aurora all right, enjoy. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. That guy really fixed everything. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe we should start with that. So, welcome to a very special. Are you recording? Yeah. Welcome to a special edition of Blood Moon Milk. We're having our full moon interview segment as a second episode drop and we're with uh how would you you I would say that you're a psychic and medium yes is that how you would okay with uh psychic and medium Lee Morgan and um we've been having some very typical mercury retrograde uh issues setting up this morning and we had a really funny experience um where we just got some help from a guide of sorts to set up the microphones to start recording. And it was hilarious to all of us because we were like, oh my God, please help. And then <laughs> instantly, like not even 10 seconds later, we were like, and we're good. <laughs> so that was really cool. Uh, would you like to just introduce yourself to our listeners and uh, just give a brief rundown of what it is you do and then we can get started and how you got to be in this place in your career? Sure. Um, Well, my name is Lee Morgan. I am uh, a psychic medium, uh, and I offer readings. Uh, I do this full-time in both areas, and we can get into the differences later Mm -hmm. if you want. So I do intuitive guidance readings, which utilize my psychic gifts, and then mediumship readings, which utilize my mediumship gifts. Yep, yep. And I, I met you because of... Uh, my part, you're part of my personal journey, and I feel like it was you were very helpful. I love that. And um, so, in starting out with the interviews, I feel like it's been important to reach out to people who are active in the community mm-hmm. and the spiritual community, and uh, kind of, um, but also like personally, I can vouch for your gifts um, in a way that have been beneficial to me. Um, and so I just, it's hard to explain what you do because it's, <laughs> it's, 
it's really palpable and there is real uh, world results from it, but it kind of takes a lot of work on the individual's side who's going through the experience, if that makes sense. You mean your side? Yes. The client? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Very yeah. much so. I, I, that's a good thing to point out. I like to explain to people, I think uh, psychic work and mediumship work can be often misunderstood um, as if I am doing something magical and um, I am not. I am my job is much like that of a translator. Mm-hmm. And so the real work takes place between spirit and the um, client. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So the energy of spirit and the energy of the client are the... I'm, I'm more of a facilitator, right? Yeah. I think of your work as tuning into a specific frequency yeah. for that person and then being able to, like you said, translate what's coming down that frequency. And then it's up to that person who's on the receiving end of the information to then internalize it and put that into practice completely and it's not a yeah it's not a one-shot deal yeah i mean that doesn't mean you have to come a lot but i mean it doesn't all occur within our time together it it continues to unfold yeah and i know from my personal journey and my personal experience that um when I first met you, I was, I met you because I heard a voice and I, I had a, a very strong, clear audience experience and was going through a breakup and just a huge shift in my life. And I kind of didn't know what else to do. And, uh, I was looking to buy a house and my real estate agent was like, you should go see my psychic. And I was like, yeah, that feels right. Okay. <laughs> and I made an appointment with you. And um, after, I, I felt like I had 10 years of therapy in the one wow. hour that we were together. Wow. And yeah, I love that. Like, it, but that's an honest, I mean, I've been to therapy before, like traditional yeah. Freudian and Jungian sorts of uh, psychotherapy. And where you go all the time, and that's helpful. But this was like, uh, it really kind of caught me up to speed and kept me from wrestling with what else was going on and opened me up in a way that I, it's kind of hard to explain, but things did start to fall into place. And I think ultimately you, Ariana, were part of that as well. We just didn't know it yet. Look at that. I, I think it's important also to note the part about me not being magical. I mean, we're all magical, but sure. But yeah, uh, I act as a translator, a facilitator. There is a skill set involved. I mm-hmm. do think you need to be a good listener, be good with people, have had your own set of experiences to be compassionate. But I also don't decide what spirits are coming or what they're going to say. Um, spirit is the the wise uh, element of that. They know you and what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. So they bring the content, and then I translate and facilitate the content. Mm-hmm. And then it is up to the receiver yeah. to hopefully... Yeah. Utilize the content. Oh, and to make the choices that feel and resonate the right way, too. Because you can kind of know in your head what, and in your heart, what feels right, but still do the wrong thing. Oh, completely. And We've all butt done your it. head against, well, I've, I've done it plenty. Um, I try not to do it more and more, but yeah. I'm still human, and I still make yeah. st- stupid if, if decisions. If we didn't expect to do human things, we wouldn't have come back to be human. Hmm. So, I mean, that's what makes it so... Um, wonderful when we make productive choices is because we don't have to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, it also feels good when you've kind of been doing something 
stupid. Like, say you've been dating the wrong person, or you know the person's wrong for you, but you, you like them enough anyway to, like, give it a shot. And then when it doesn't work out, you're like, well, I knew it wasn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. But, you yeah. know, I, I feel rather... I feel better having tried than, you know, than just giving up because spirit <laughs> told me to, you know. Right. It feels nice to have real concrete evidence of that as well versus just a hunch. Right. Um, Plus, nothing is a wasted experience. No. I mean, no. value is not assigned to, like, length of an experience. Mm-mm. Um, so, how did you... Co- discover your gifts and develop your gifts like where did you start out sort of um I mean how did you come to realize that what your gifts were yeah um that's a question I often get and for me it's not an easy answer because it wasn't an easy discovery okay right so I think that's important for a lot of people to hear I think so too uh I I was raised here Mm -hmm. in America in Atlanta Georgia specifically and I I like most of us was not raised in a culture where um, intuition or sixth sense or psychic abilities, which were really all the same thing, <laughs> were offered up as um, an answer for some of the symptoms or conditions I was experiencing, right? Mm-hmm. So as a child and, and as a young adult and even as an adult, I found myself with what I find now to be a lot of symptoms or conditions of people who are sensitive, emotionally and psychically sensitive. I was um, pretty emotional. I had to kind of limit my uh, time around uh, large groups of other people or around other people in general. I seemed to always have like 43 things going on in my head. You know, there were a lot of ways that I described this to myself um, in my life was like, you know, my, my mind was like a rap wheel going mm-hmm. around and around, or mm-hmm. maybe I just wasn't like the other kids, or maybe I was just too sensitive. It, it all actually felt like a bunch of negative That's a lot of Aquarian uh, energy. What, really? Yeah. You're, did you say your rising sign was Aquarius? No. Mm-hmm. Mercury. Mercury. I have Mercury in, in Aquarius. Aquarius, but I'm a rising Aries. Okay. Sun in Pisces. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you have fire and water. And and my moon's in Leo. My moon's in Leo. I actually have a fire chart, which is interesting. For a Pisces, I think. Yeah. Like, if you... Uh-huh. It's majority fire. But but I... You know, and listen, we also... This happens to everybody. This is not meant um, in any kind of negative way. But we also all kind of get corralled into an area we seem to show an aptitude for in youth, right? Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, in our culture, psychic connection is not an aptitude that's recognized. Therefore, it's not cultivated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I have mm-hmm. a belief that many more people are psychically able than we know just because no one ever it's, studied it. Yeah, nobody talks about it or it's kind of taboo. and uh, Or if it's taught, it's taught in the guise or the veil of some sort of religious sect. Um, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, but it's, it's basically not recognized. I mean, if yeah. you... I mean, I'm getting off topic, but I was rewarded, like mm-hmm. externally rewarded for things that uh, seemed to recognize my intelligence. Mm-hmm. So intelligence, in my experience, was kind of the, I don't say enemy, that's such a strong word, but it was it was the denier of intuition. Mm-hmm, that's a better mm-hmm. way to put it. Yeah. Um, so I, I got a lot of reward for left brain behavior, left brain achievement, left brain thought. Uh, so I went with it, right? Because yeah. that's where I was getting rewarded. Mm-hmm. And I would uh, continually kind of try to shut down 
my right brain because it seemed to make my life harder or yeah. more chaotic or more confusing, and I certainly wasn't get, getting rewarded for it. Yeah. Um, anyway, life went on, uh, and I became a, an, an active alcoholic, mm-hmm. um, which for me was nature, nurture, and spiritual um, escape. Uh, I have alcoholism in my family. Mm-hmm. I saw alcohol as a way in my culture to get to feel better. And then also I think I was trying to shut up all, I would get some relief from all my psychic impressions when I was drinking. Sure. Um, so two things that brings to mind for me that I felt like I needed to share when you said that one was, uh, one of my friends who, uh, came from the medicine woman tradition of the Diné or Navajo tribe. Um, something she shared with me was that if you are, have like healer energy, of some sort, and you do as a psychic medium, you sure. like actively help to heal people's spirit in a way. Um, if you're not actively using that to help other people, it becomes self-destructive. Wow. Um, for a lot of people, and I find that so many really sensitive, creative, and even psychic people who don't really realize that they have these abilities and these gifts end up being self-destructive or addicts or alcoholics in one way or another until they start embracing that almost shadow side of themselves or what mm-hmm. they see as this shadow shadow side. But also the other thing that came to mind was that, um, they call alcohol or spirits for a reason. Right. That's true. You right. Know, like it kind of thins the veil yeah. and there used to be a, like a fad, maybe like a hundred years ago where like they would get spiritualists drunk and have them converse wow. in public and do like go on tour and like a lot of the spiritualists and the occult leaders of the time were just drunk all the time and serious alcoholics because they became dependent not only for their livelihood, but for their performances and their skills and their powers to be drunk. Wow. So. Yeah. <clears throat> that's interesting. I want to remember to tell you something about that later. Um, so my journey really to start figuring this out didn't start till I got sober. Mm-hmm. I had experiences, so, I mean, you know, it's written on my website and my about me part, but when I was 22, I saw a deceased loved one in front of me, mm-hmm. um, so I had experiences. What's interesting about that is I don't know that I understood how much that had to do with me, and I thought maybe I was just in the right place in the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a bunch of experiences, and I also had been raised in a way with enough influences that read psychic readings or mediumship readings or astrological readings were not unusual to me. Mm-hmm. So I'd gotten those over the years and gotten quite a lot of, um, at the time, unexplainable input from those people saying I would do this kind of work or I was on the path or you know. But I wasn't sober. I couldn't put it all together, and it's also even common sober to not be able to put the yeah. breadcrumbs together moving forward. But I started looking for, um, like I said, I had been really focused on my left brain behavior, and that had influenced my feelings about religion and spirit, which were pretty logical. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I started to try to find a power greater than myself in sobriety just to save my own rear end. Yeah. And as I started that journey, I started reading. I I went pretty non-traditional to try to give myself something to find Mm -hmm. that made sense to me. And the more I would read metaphysical writings and such, the more I felt like I'd read them before, I heard them before, they seemed familiar, I understood them mm-hmm. um, without reading them, really. It yeah. was it was odd. It's like I started to discover, Remember. yeah, I started to remember uh-huh. maybe things that I knew, and 
even a lot in Judaism, you know, I was raised Methodist here. Oh, me too. But like even, my mom was Methodist before she went off the deep end with the Christian scientists. So, so I didn't really have a lot of exposure to Judaism, but as I would start to read uh, things so in Judaism, I would realize I knew the Hebrew words mm-hmm. immediately. Like I didn't have to try to memorize them or, and, and that it, it was all kind of odd. So anyway, I, so, okay. That, <laughs> Not to interrupt you, but, um, back to, uh, I was doing some astral projection work a little while ago, probably for the last time I saw you. Um, and I was trying to do some, um, past life regression work while I was astrally projecting and I didn't really get far, but the only thing that I saw was the star of David. Wow. Um, sort of light itself up and then some sandals and then that combined with the other thing that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I felt the need to share that. Well, we're all traveling with our soulmates. Or soul neighbors, you mm-hmm. know, I like to think of it as subdivisions that helps people like we might be in a subdivision and people we're also interacting with are in the subdivision next to us yeah. as souls. But, um, yeah. so we know them, um, they seem familiar. We're all doing that. And, and so my story, I don't even think it's a, a really easy answer to follow because it was not an easy thing to live. Mm-hmm. It came slowly, but surely. Um, and I like to hearken back to, uh, what I said before about, you know, as a child, it's not recognized. So therefore, like if a two-year-old draws a stick figure, you're like, oh my God, they're brilliant. Put them in art class. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So they get art class, they get on and on and on. They may even major in art in college and they, they get what, uh, is termed the 10,000 hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, supposedly mm-hmm. if you do something for 10,000 hours, then you can, you become a master of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, that's Starting with my sobriety, I started doing things like meditation and, and whatever you could, you know, anything that was a form of meditation, yeah. right? Yoga, uh, walking mm-hmm. in the woods, um, listening to binaural beats, like mm-hmm. all kinds of different things that I guess sooner or later added up to my 10,000 hours. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then therefore my natural aptitude then became something I could use at will. Yeah. And I did work with an intuitive um, coach. An energy healer, because I had some energy that needed to be healed mm-hmm. to get to my gift as well. But there's a very long answer. I think that's so... On how like, I, th- I, I started doing this work. really interesting, though, because other people out there who we might never meet might listen to this and feel a sense of connection or reassurance that they, like, even though they might be going through something similar, that they can find their way forward, even if maybe yeah, coming, so. coming from a place where it's maybe not supported or embraced because a lot of us have challenges. Oh my gosh. It's not, yeah. it, it's, I mean, life is not simple, but I would, it has not been a simple path. And I would say, I, I find it rare. I don't know that I've, I think the perception is like you see dead people when you're six mm-hmm. and then <laughs> everything goes smoothly and then you just start doing mediumship readings. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, I don't. I don't know that I've ever met anybody that that's their reality. That like you, you immediately have the gift. You immediately know what it is. Everybody's cool with yeah. it. You're fully supported. You move on. Maybe John a god. And you st- but yeah. like that's about the only. Well, person. I think of his culture. How different his culture. Yeah, is. that's true. I think he started when he was nine. Yeah, and and then like is who he is now. It's but, rare. Yeah. It's so I think most people spend a lot of time trying to figure it out. Okay, yeah. so 22 is when it really happened. Same. Um, but what age did you... Really... Interesting, it's a master number. I just mm-hmm. thought of that. But mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> oh, that, okay, yeah, I was going to ask you, because I've been hearing 22 a lot. Like, yeah. that's when people start, like, mm-hmm. when it just mm-hmm. your life up. Um, 
when was it, what age, was it, like, after your Saturn return that you were, like, okay, got this, like, doing it full-time, like, getting ready for it, or, like... No, what? no, it was, Saturn returns 29. It's, like, tw- it's the three years, like, I'm in it right now, and I'm 28. Okay. So. Um, no, no, not at all. I did not get, uh, I, I am a, a second half of life kind of person mm-hmm. <laughs> for the work. I think all the, a lot of the less, I mean, lessons will continue to come, but first mm-hmm. half of life was a lot of like get set up for, I think. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even get sober till I was 36. Okay. So I'm 49 right now. So I got sober at 36 and, um, I did not start doing this for a living until three years ago. Oh, really? Three years ago. Interesting. And then even then, so that's 46, so that's 10 years Mm -hmm. after I got sober. And even then, I was on what I call the bridge for a while, which Mm -hmm. I also think is important for people to know. Like, it's really unusual in any career Mm -hmm. to have one career, which, by the way, I worked in advertising and interior design, Mm -hmm. and then just stop and then start a new thing. That's not really how life works. Yeah. So for about a year... I was doing advertising and interior design and readings. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, cause I feel, I met you about three years ago Yeah. and I didn't feel like you were new at this at all. Like I, I felt like, not that you're new, you know, well, you've, yeah, you've yeah. been doing it probably in several lifetimes at this point, but, um, I don't, I felt like an instant connection. Perhaps my age helped cause I, I was not new at life. Maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's certainly not new at that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And, you know, like most people I hope would do, I did quite a lot of free readings mm-hmm. um, with other people to hone mm-hmm. the gift and start to try to figure out what my lexicon with spirit was and how we were going to work and yeah. and all kinds of things that I, I, I wish other people would have access to, and maybe they will if they hear this when you start reading, is you can put real-life um, skill sets into your spiritual work, and, and one of which is if you're going to communicate with deceased loved ones, for instance, like I do, mm-hmm. you can draw a chart of the mm-hmm. room that you're going to read in and ask different types of spirits to show up in different areas of the room. Interesting. Like all mother side on this side of the client, all father's side on this side, and then by, like, age. and You can could, you could make it however you want. Yeah. But it was a real... Uh, it was just really eye-opening for me to realize I could bring my regular regular life skill set into my spiritual work yeah. to organize it or to make it clearer or to hone it. Um, so, yeah, so I did a lot of that. And, and I was working, like I said, I worked with a coach, so... That's helpful. It's, I think... Having a teacher or a coach or somebody who can kind of usher you through and give you guidance is so important so you don't feel like you're just sort of flailing at windmill, at windmill sort of uh, Don Quixote style just uh, because it's so, it can be so overwhelming. It can, it can, but I, I would encourage everybody to follow your own um you know, like, like most things, follow your own instinct when it comes to your coaches or your mm-hmm. mentors, because I mean, this is easy for me to say, because I'm not a coach person. Like for me yeah. to even have a coach is kind mm-hmm. of unheard of and the world will bring you your right person at the right time. So, you know, there's no such thing as always having a coach and having that beneficial or never having a coach and having that be beneficial. There's going to be a different frequency for each personality and each need and 
each skill set. Yeah. There's no one way to do it. Or yeah. books. Books. Books are great. I read yeah. a yeah. mil. I mean, I can't stop reading. Yeah. Because I couldn't afford to do stuff, so it was just mm-hmm. me just struggling for seven years. And I'm it's a great point. It, but yeah. You're not struggling. You're you're moving forward. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> it was a struggle at first because, you know, panic attacks are no fun. No, they're not. So. That's common also for people who are spiritually sensitive. Is mm-hmm. I had a lot of anxiety, depression. Um, yeah, I've certainly been depressed before. And it wasn't until I started embracing other, like what's, what is more out there, you know, um, through meditation that I started to kind of get my act together in mm-hmm. one way or another. Um, and uh, I had lots of experiences with the deceased friends or loved ones kind of popping up. Um, but I just, I always thought of it as a natural part of the grieving process. Um, well, it it could be, yeah. and just, you know, noticing it's the, you have to be clear for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not just people spirits I've seen. I've seen, I've felt animal spirits as Mm -hmm. well. Um, animals come to my readings all the time. Horses are super easy to hear. Uh, I've got a buffalo that, that shows up, like a white buffalo that um, it showed up at our full moon ritual um, during the eclipse. It's um, awesome. And uh, was very comforting to a, an individual who was there. Um, but it's, it's just interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are also, you're Claire Audient. I've got all, well, I've got four of the Claire's regularly. Can you just explain what that is for somebody who might not be yeah. familiar with it? it? I love this too because I think this is also misunderstood. Mm-hmm. So Claire is just a prefix for clear. <laughs> um, so clairvoyant means clear seeing. Mm-hmm. I have that, which is images. Um, I clearly have the ability to see outside myself because it's happened, but mainly I see images in my own mind, mm-hmm. much like anyone else would when they're imagining what something looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, clear uh, audience is clear hearing. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, words or phrases you hear. I do not hear those outside myself. I hear them in my own mind, much like it sounds when you're reading silently to yourself. But it'll be an idea that's not mine. Interesting. Um, I'm clear cognizant, which is super odd, but I love it. It's like just clear knowing. It's immediate yeah. knowing of yeah. information or an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and one that I'm really, I don't know that it's stronger or not, but it feels stronger because I maybe because it is a feeling, is I'm clairsentient, mm. which is clear feeling, mm-hmm. which means I can feel either like the way other people do or the way spirit wants me to feel depending on who they're talking about. I can feel like them or you or some third party we're yeah. discussing. Um, and what I've come to notice since I can, the, the, one I'm, the one I'm really not, the one I'm leaving out is clear gustance, which mm, is uh, either tasting. clear tasting um, or smelling. It can mean as well. I've, it's happened to me before, but... It's not at all regular, so I don't get that one much. But since I can get all of the other four, I didn't realize this until I'd been reading for a while, but spirit is the one who decides in what form I will get what bit of information. So they decide, not me, mm. if I will get a visual, a word, an idea, or a knowing, or Interesting. a feeling. So, yeah. yeah. So it's like they have a bunch to work with. And I've actually, I've also learned they, they use the manner in which I get the information as an additional clue to their story. Uh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So someone who is very talkative will generally give me no visuals and all words. Interesting. That sort of thing. Yeah. 
How interesting. Yeah. Which is like, this This work is a lot like um, language immersion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much of it you kind of can't know until you've just done it over and over and over. You sort of see the patterns. Yeah. Interesting. So um, can you maybe share some of the, and you can totally leave names out. But oh, some, yeah. Some of the most like interesting and powerful readings that you've done for people that really just resonated and feel called to share. Yeah. So... I'll tell you a couple things up front. Um, first of all, all readings, it, much like doctor-patient privilege, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> will never be shared uh, you know, with identity. Yeah. That's just my ethical <laughs> belief system. But in addition, I don't remember readings. Mm-hmm. So there's the added bonus <laughs> that I can't really remember what happened yeah. anyway. Um, there are a few moments over my years of reading that stand out. I don't know why. Maybe because I was so amazed as well. Um, Let's see. Uh, So what I like is how spirit will share with me things that are so random that they're not things that are even shared or Mm -hmm. talked about. It's not information you could find out about somebody else. Um, And an example of that would be uh, I had a woman fairly recently who we were speaking to her deceased father. Mm -hmm. And... um, we had talked a lot about his way of death and how he felt, and he was great, by the way, they're always well, um, and some information about how he felt about her and her current life, and then all of a sudden, he showed me a really clear image of a Native American. Mm. And 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 I said, because I have no idea, you know, I, I just give the clues, I said, well, he's showing me a really clear picture of a Native American, would you know why that is? And she said, oh my gosh. She said, when he was in hospice, he was very concerned. Uh, I did not know this about him, but I found out when he was in hospice because he kept asking me about it that he had don't he don't regularly donated to several different Native American organizations. Now this man was not of Native American heritage, nor did he live in a part of the country you would associate with this. I think he mm. lived in the Northeast, mm. and he kept saying to her, "Did you pay them? Did you pay them? Did you pay them?" They're like that's what he would wake up and say. Oh, yeah, in, in hospice. Yeah, and she said yes. And then in addition to that, after he passed, she had sent a letter to each of the organizations mm-hmm. saying, my father has passed, please take him off your mailing list. And mm-hmm. it was several other things he donated to as well. And all yeah. the communication stopped except for the ones from the Native Americans. They, she kept getting it in the mail. So this is a really unusual, mm-hmm. you know. Then another one I love, which is because they give me uh, hand signals too. It's much like we're playing charades. I was talking to a, <laughs> a woman, a dear client, about uh, she has twins. She adopted twins. I did not know at the time they were adopted. All I knew is that she had twins and that we were talking about them. Her her grandmother or father, I believe, had come through to talk about them. And um, all of a sudden, she was saying, I love them. She said they were boys. She told me they were male. You know, I love the boys. I love the boys. I love the twins. I'd gotten that far. And then all of a sudden, her, it makes me want to do it. I want to stand up and yeah. do it. But her grandmother started doing this dance. Oh, she's doing the hula. Which is clearly the hula. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, I do not know what is going on, but your grandmother is now doing the hula dance. And you can imagine, to me, that seems like a non sequitur. Like, yeah, we're talking about random. the twins, yeah. and now we're doing the hula dance. And my client started dying laughing and said, oh my gosh, the boys are adopted and they're half Hawaiian. Uh, I love that. But see, so yeah. I mean, it's yeah. always stuff I would never know. Even the other day I had a client, this is was a different reading, an intuitive guidance reading, but her grandmother had come. And I said, your grandmother 
is talking about banana bread. Mm-hmm. This is what they do to show you they can see your life. Yeah. And I thought, well, I don't know, maybe her grandmother made banana bread. No. She said, as I was leaving to come to this reading, I looked at my calendar and all my bananas are going bad. And I thought, the minute I get back from this reading, it's best if I go ahead and make the banana bread. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I mean... So does that give you... Yeah. No, I think that's a really great way to illustrate the way that you can interpret... Um, in the way the client relationship works with working with you, mm-hmm. um, they and could, the way that spirit is speaking through you so powerfully, directly, and how clear it can be. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, once I know the answer, it's always clear. But yeah. it seems quite random. Yeah. When I get the information, I I think that's also like good to know if you uh, might be developing these gifts as well to not be too upset if the messages that are coming through seem really random um they might just be random to you and when you're picking them up because you don't have the other clues to the puzzle you don't have the knowledge yeah i always say it's like we're playing (laughs) my cat just got scared and jumped (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like we're playing charades and i'm the only one that can see the person giving the clues Mm -hmm. but my client is the only one who has the the, answer book who has ever even heard of the movie yeah not only have i never heard of it i've never heard of the plot or the the characters or who's in it i mean you didn't even know there was a movie i didn't even know there was a movie (laughs) so so yeah it's uh what, what i love the most about my gift which is something i love to say because i think this is often misunderstood my gift is not for personal gain. Yeah. My gift is only useful when I share what I get, which seems not very meaningful to me, other than nice descriptions of love, with another person, and then they receive the healing. Yeah. I mean, I benefit from working on my intuition no more than anybody else would, but I don't get... I do not have an all-access pass to spirit or, like, lottery numbers, yeah. by the way. That's, that's what I, I was just thinking. I, I was hear like, so you can't, often. You can't just, like, go in the lottery because you no, know which numbers I, to play. I have not gotten... It, no more than anybody who's a fabulous singer mm-hmm. has gotten lottery numbers. I mean, yeah. listen, they just said to me, here's a gift. You can use it to help others. It will also help you because anybody's intuition will help them. Um, but I can't know random facts about people without their permission. Yeah. I can't know. I don't know the future. It's being determined every second. Sure. Yeah. Um, I can't get ahead for my own personal gain. Yeah. None of that. None yeah. of that's real. I feel like that's also kind of one of those universal truths where if you're using your gifts solely for personal gain, uh, they can be taken away. Oh, I, I mean, they don't come to me and say, here are 10 things for you. Yeah. I mean, plus my idea of personal gain is not spirit's idea of personal gain. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's uh, the, I've noticed so much in my, you know, one of the things I've learned the most is human valuations and meanings on things and, and wording is very different from spirit valuation and wording and meaning. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're not really operating with the same. In fact, words sometimes fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a reading. I feel like uh, music can be really... It's sort of the way that energy is translated without mm-hmm. words to translate feelings from an, an internal to an external thing, which is why, like, if you've ever listened to our podcast, we play a lot of songs to help, to help kind of illustrate uh, the concepts we're talking about when they can mm-hmm. be um, illustrated through music and you can feel them. I feel like they can be really... 
uh, more absorbent or more absorbed to somebody who might not be as initiated or understanding in a universal kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just... I feel like all good art taps into those sorts of energetic feelings at uh, For sure. At and a there's level. so many things we don't have words for. Mm. I, I actually heard a podcast recently. It was pretty brilliant. I wish I could remember what it was. But she was saying, if, every, if we had always been blind, if we just didn't have the power of sight, and then suddenly one person had the power of sight, there would be no words for what they were seeing mm. because no one would have ever needed to put language around it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So how would you use words? Yeah. It's, it's, um, a, it's a good way of putting it. To and describe I, it. It might be Anita Morjani that said that mm. in her NDE Interesting. book. But I, I'll look that up. But um, I just thought that was fascinating. It's like you wouldn't even have verbiage. So that's a lot what it's like sometimes to try to take information from spirit. I mean, they yeah. do a lot of the work for us because they know that they have things that we don't have words for. Yeah. And they try to give me a earth example. So mm-hmm. they do a lot of work with analogies and yeah. translations. Yeah. I think that concept is sort of similar to, I think it was Plato who wrote the, uh, the concept of the cave, Mm -hmm. um, where if everybody's in a cave staring at a black wall and one person turns away and walks outside, they're like, Hey, we can go this way. Everybody like gets mad at them. And they're like, what are you talking about? And then one person's like, but we can go outside. We don't have to stay in the cave all the time. You know, it's that same concept. And I think if everybody is walking around looking at their phones or, so wrapped up in uh, the more mundane aspects of life and they're not connecting to spirit, then it's highly likely and very possible to be skeptical of those who are more intuitively guided. Sure, sure. But I I also want to add, because this is something I've come to believe. This is my belief system. Just putting it out there for you. (laughs) Yeah. I don't believe that a life where you're called to spiritual work is more highly valued than a life where you're not. No. I, yeah. I think that's important. I think we're all, you know, I believe in reincarnation. So we're all going through lives to have different experiences that are very valuable. So therefore, it's it, yeah. it reinforces that a life where you're not drawn to spiritual things is also valuable mm-hmm. to code mm-hmm. into your kind of cellular experience. Oh, yeah. Right? So... Um, Listen, if, if, if you have an aptitude, if you're called to it, if it resonates, if it seems familiar, go there. Um, if you're not, mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe that's not what you intended to do with this, with this go-round. Yeah. I'd like Does to that th- make sense? I like to think that the garbage man is just as important as the doctor is just as important oh, yeah. as, uh, the, you know, the dog walker. I'm it's, sure yeah. I've had lives where I didn't, I wanted to be very earth-based and I did not want to think about this stuff all the time because it's also not easy. I mean, you know, what has come along with this for me, because people are so quick to say what an amazing gift and they're right. Mm-hmm. And I am very grateful and I intended to do this, yeah. but I also have felt homesick since the day I was born. Mm-hmm. So that's, Something that somebody really earth-connected is probably not feeling. Yeah. I, that's interesting. I felt similarly. Um, I remember being a small child and being, like, talking to my dad. I was maybe two or three years old. And he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I want to go home. And pointed up at the sky. And I was like, I want to go back home. And he wasn't really awake yet in um, a lot of ways. Um, and he was just like, whatever. But yeah. I've had that feeling for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 
Yes, me too. We, I mean, <laughs> we've, on the podcast, we've talked before about how spirits, our, my spirit and Ariana's spirit are um, not what we would consider being from Earth originally. Mm-hmm. I, I call, I'm just like, I'm not a human soul. I've always known it. It's just, yeah. I'm just like, okay. I'm here, but yeah. not them. Yeah, we're these are our meat suits, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we and that's not to say that we're better either. You know, it's just just different, a different experience, and I think that also goes into feeding that feeling of otherness and being from like not part of the group, mm-hmm. um, and sort of looking in from outside mm-hmm. uh, and and feeling kind of out of step. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either. It, it's just tough to confront, especially when you're growing up and everybody seems to fit in sort of effortlessly and you're, you're, you just don't. like Because everything, I believe, is energy. And if you're resonating at a certain frequency that is off from the larger groups, then... Of course people, like, we've talked about this before, where, like, if we're at a yoga class or something, people will fill up every other space around you, and then, like, the last trickle-in people, like, end up near you. Really? Yeah. Like, no, it happens to me so many times that I started, like, getting really upset. Like, I would be the last one to be sat next to, or I've had people, like, move to, like, like, the like the closet area where like they would like before they would like sit next to me and I'm like what the fuck and I've had people like get up and move Mm -hmm. to the other side of the room and I'm like okay same I have the same thing well do you think you're thinking about it as it happens like could you be creating that I thought about it but I'm I'm just sitting there and smiling and stretching and like usually I'm just like oh there's a space right here and like if someone does sit next to me it would be very rare and like we would like talk and it'd be really nice and they would always like we'd always talk later and they'd be like she's like you're really nice and I'm like yeah thank you, <laughs> you know, but but it's been like that my whole life but I kind of thought like when I became an adult it wouldn't I was just like oh it's just kids because like I said I mm-hmm. knew I knew I was different and I didn't expect to be like, after about second grade, I was like, okay, I'm never going to do whatever this is. Yeah. I'm not going to be in it. But, so, like, my whole life, I'm just like, whatever. People just know I'm weird. They can smell about me. But, like, when I became an adult, I kind of expected that to chill out. But it, it hasn't. But we talked about that. Like, something that pushes you away. Oh, like yeah. vibes or something. Or people's, like, intentions when they go into what I perceive as something very spiritual. Yoga. And, like, meditation good for my soul. And, like, protecting myself. They just see it as a workout, mm-hmm. so they're not there for the same intention. So yeah, I one of the, I I'm a fairly chill out person in life, but one of the few things that can get me really angry, like at the drop of a hat, is being in a yoga studio and people talking before class when it's supposed Ooh. to be a quiet meditation right. zone. I get so like like hissy and bitchy, like. And this is before people decide not to sit next to me. It's just people sit down, they're they're chitty-chatty, or they walk in on their cell phone, and I'm like, you were just not respecting the sacred space that we're here to share together. Oh, my God. My suggestion would always be, find a new studio. There's going to be a studio that vibes with... That's the rarity. Like, Like, most people are quiet and chill out, but then there's, like, the one rando that comes in and doesn't know. Yeah, and I'm like... I just sense it, and I'm like, but I I don't let it ruin my my time. You move on. Yeah, yeah, but I just it's like a mental note, and I'm just like, 
You're asleep. Cut the wheel. Like, whatever you're doing. Oh, remember earlier when I said I would come back to something? Yes, what, what? I remembered what it was. You guys, this is what being with me is really like. We switch topics around. <laughs> no, it's <randomly>. great. <laughs> I, this is what um, I wanted for an interview with you, was not to just go down a list of questions and you feel obligated to answer something that feels compelling. I wanted a real oh. flowing conversation so yeah. to get people... The right people hear the right things, and the right, right things come to surface. So Exactly. Yeah. So earlier when you were saying uh, about spiritualists being drunk and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, I do want to point out, because I think this is a, is, I found this to be the biggest hindrance to my readings mm-hmm. that I've encountered. I don't know about the, the psychic or the medium drinking, although I'm sober, so that's not going to be me. Sure. But I will say... There is nothing more guaranteed to block a client's experience in a reading than being drunk and or having an alcohol abuse or addiction problem. Or drug, probably. Mm-hmm. I just tend mm-hmm. to focus on alcohol because it was my gig. But, yeah. um, but I, uh, the only experience I've ever had where I had to call it off mm-hmm. was a situation like that. Interesting. Um, so I would say if you are looking... To go, um, to go have a reading yeah. with someone. Um, now, listen. If you don't have a drinking problem and you've, you're at a, a group reading and you've had a glass of wine, I do not think that's a big deal. Yeah. If you have a drinking problem, you know it. Yeah. Probably now is not the time to seek a reading. And if you don't, but you have been drinking, um, or y- you drank a lot the night before. Uh, don't do it at that time. I mean, there. It's just not. They yeah. don't go together. Yeah. Um, it block it blocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is probably why I drink so much. <laughs> yeah, it it blocks ability to connect. Yeah. yeah, which is what you need to do to really benefit. Yep, and I don't say need a lot, so that's. Um, my dad when so he's also a, he's a channel and a medium as well, but it, I can't really work with him because there's all that parental oh, yeah, yeah. stuff in the way. Although, like we sit and chat, and we intuitively talk about things together, but I always have to kind of uh, take what we come up with with a grain of salt because it and you know I kind of do that with everybody, but it's easier to talk to somebody about the stuff who isn't directly related to you and hasn't known you your whole life. Oh, for sure. Um, and doesn't color you as they're this thing that needs protecting, you know? Right. Um, or have ideas for you. I mean, for yeah, the, the most clear readings for me are people I've never seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. But, but that's because I know I don't, there's no need to filter. There's no need to filter my desires, my thoughts from what I'm getting from spirit because I don't have any desires or thoughts yeah, yeah. about someone I've never met. Yeah, no, that's a great point. But one of the things he said, he, he was like, if you're going to do work with me, meaning him, mm-hmm. was that the person has to be sober for at least a week. Wow. Like, um, but that's, that's his. Yeah, yeah. Thing. And I think it's probably a good idea. And he's like, and if somebody has a real problem, they need to be clean for a month, for 30 days if, before they really yeah. uh, dig in. Um, but I think that maybe goes to show that there's just other things that people have to straighten out first um, in this plane of existence before they can open themselves up to higher uh, energy, dim- oh, yeah. energetic dimensions. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have a really hard time coping with shit if you can't pay your bills. Uh, before... And then try to be connecting to spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just going to be distracted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a really great point, though. So um, I remember. Yeah, good job. 
Um, so you do two different kinds of sessions. You yes. do mediumship mm-hmm. and then intuitive guidance. Do you want to just dis- explain like the difference in case somebody wants to come in sure. for the session with you? So um, the first thing I'll say is that all mediums are psychics, but not all psychics are mediums. And the way that works is this. Psychic work is the giant umbrella of work that includes any information that has gotten from uh, the non, the, the regular five senses, right? So anything outside the regular five senses is psychic work. Under psychic work, there are specialties, right? So these are things you've all heard of. You're just not thinking of them as specialties probably, like animal communication, medical medium, People who can get medical information, mm-hmm. a medium like me, which is deceased loved ones, mm-hmm. um, those sorts of things. Oh, or like finding lost things or lost people would be another specialty. Mm-hmm. People who work with like <clears throat> law enforcement yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think of it like this. If psychic work were an AM radio, all these specialties are just stations on the radio, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly what they are, really. I think it's just yeah. different frequencies. So for some reason, my dial tunes into the frequency of deceased loved ones really easily. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the other way to think of it, if the radio doesn't work for you, is like it's a language and that each specialty is a dialect of that language. So it's, they all go together. Um, so psychic work is much what you would think. I mean, listen, sometimes deceased loved ones come to give intuitive guidance information, but mainly psychic work is energy from the client. We're all walking around with an energetic cloud mm-hmm. like, who was it, Pigpen? Yeah, <laughs> with the little like uh, stinky bombs, like yeah, kind of. It doesn't mean around. it's negative. I don't no, want to imply yeah. that it's negative, but we're all walking around with a, mm-hmm. a bit of energy around us that kind of tells a story and is yeah. a little bit of a recorder of all our recent experiences or feelings. Some people would call that an aura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we're even carrying more than that. Right? Yeah, sure. I think that maybe the aura is just kind of what we can pick yeah. up on camera sometimes, and so I can but, yeah. I can tap into that. Um, I can tap into what I guess. I mean, this is all conjecture, right? I mean, who knows? I'm going from my experience yeah, and yeah. those of people I trust. But mm-hmm. I think there's probably also like a cosmic consciousness, which mm-hmm. means like a record of everything. Mm-hmm. You can call it the Akashic Records or cosmic consciousness or whatever yeah. energy that's yeah. floating around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would give me information. So psychic work is more like that. And I, ha- I want to address this because I have had people say, what about cold reading? Mm. Which I don't even really know how to define. But I think it's when you look at somebody's body language and figure out things from that. Yeah. This is what I said to him. I am, and and we had a really lovely discussion about it. Um, I am getting information beyond that because I'm getting information that even the client doesn't comes to a realization about later. But, but I also think it would be kind of, um, much like a lot of human thinking in black and white, things are more gray. I think it would be a little naive to assume that anyone who can hear deceased loved ones and who can get, cosmic consciousness information and who can get energy information from you mm-hmm. is all, not cold reading. I yeah. think if you're that perceptive, I mean, I'm probably cold reading the cat right now. Yeah. But just because it's my <laughs> nature. I've probably been mm-hmm. doing it since I was born to see how she feels or what she might need or that sort of thing. Yeah. But I think, so I don't think you can count it out, but I think it's just one tiny little percentage of working with somebody's energy. And you're still a human. Like that's a the that, fundamental part of human communication. Right? Yeah. So I don't... I, I like to try to at least diffuse the argument of doing it or not doing it. I mean, you're probably doing it right now. I mean, we're all doing it. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. how you... Com- that's why so much of our communication is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just to set that aside. And then, and then mediumship readings, deceased loved ones. But I will say, I, I get a lot of questions 
from people, and I didn't anticipate this going in because I offer both, that they don't know which one to sign up for. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I wanted to talk to you about that because yeah. um, I've... The readings I've done with you, I think I signed up for intuitive guidance. Yeah. Um, which is more like talking to guides. Yeah. Your yeah. guides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't matter. I mean, here's the thing. I, I People don't know this, so I, I forget they don't know that what I'm thinking sometimes. I ask that question on my site, which is where you sign up for readings, mm-hmm. just to get you to think about it. Because yeah. when you think about it, spirit knows exactly what you're thinking and what you need and what you want. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So I'm the least important person in the equation of what kind of reading you've signed up for. Um, There are some people, I think it's clearer for people who know they want to talk to a deceased loved one, they'll sign up for mediumship like that. Mm -hmm. I think people who want guidance are more open to whatever happens. And so I always say, listen, it doesn't matter. Spirit's going to bring what you need. If a deceased loved one needs to bring it, great. If a guide needs to bring it, great. Because once again, I... I don't do that part. Yeah. I'm not an expert in figuring out what you need. So as long as you've thought about it when you've signed up, I mean, you Mm -hmm. can even not choose one. Yeah. And that's fine with me. And just to be clear for our listeners um, who, I mean, deceased loved ones are pretty Mm self-explanatory, but when we talk about guides, maybe some people haven't heard of that term before. So maybe you can go into that area just a little bit and what that means to you and how that kind of manifests itself during our reading sometimes. I love guides. Um, it's also a really good question because I have found it's misunderstood. Mm -hmm. I have found that most people believe their deceased loved ones are their guides. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I'm not saying they're not, but let me explain it and I'll give you a little info. So it's really better than just that. It's like having all your deceased loved ones and having another group of people that you don't remember who love you just as much as your deceased Mm -hmm. loved ones. Yeah. So each person on earth has at least one main guide that they have had since birth. So it will be no one you've known in this lifetime. My experience with them is that they've always led human lives, which is what qualifies them to be guides, so mm-hmm. they know what it's like to live here. Mm-hmm. And it's as if it's as if you're scuba diving and you're on the buddy system, mm-hmm. and one of you's agreed to stay there and one of you's agreed to come here, and you're mm-hmm. going to work together till this is over. Yeah. Um, we just forget they're there. Some people have more than one. For instance for a reason that I don't know but cracks me up. I have a main guide, but then I also have another guide who's been with me just as long because he's auditing my life. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Much like what a college, someone with a college course. I don't know why this came up, but it's like the th- when you just said that, what popped in my head was ascensions, like whether or not you're ready to... Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's who knows? Like after this. He's auditing. See. The explanation given to me was like he has something similar planned, so he wants to... It's like auditing mm, a class to okay. see what he wants to do. But yeah. TBD. Yeah. And then you have other guides that come in and out, much like teachers. I mean, I kind of do don't love the explanation of this being a school, but yeah. it works so well, we'll go with it a sure. little bit. Yeah. Um, so you have guides that come in and out for different subjects. They can be about love or family or work or well-being or physical, you know, anything. Yeah. They come in and out, and probably a bunch of people have a lot of similar guides as you. And so the analogy I give about your loved ones being on your guide team Mm -hmm. is that it's about as likely as your grandmother getting a job as a teacher at your high school. I mean, that happens, but Mm -hmm. how frequently does that happen? Sure. So the highest probability you have of having a a family member on your guide team is if they were deceased before you were born. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. um, that yeah. can happen. But it's also w- one of the differences. This is a great example of one of the differences in a human viewpoint and a spiritual viewpoint is as humans, understandably, we're, we intend to be this way. We are very attached to our biological connections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In spirit, because we're all biologically connected. Yeah. We're very attached to our soul group or our neighboring soul groups, which may or may not be our relatives, and they may or may not even be here right now. Sure. So I just always try to explain it like there are people you care about that much yeah. that you don't remember right now. Yeah. And, and you will. Mm-hmm. Um, Did that explain it? Yeah, no, I think that's a really good explanation. And I think um, a good way to, uh, when we do our ritual work in our circles and we connect to uh, like energetic white light of the universe, if you will, um, it's kind of calling on that universal consciousness. Mm -hmm. And this is what we do. But I like to think that... um, when you feel that feeling, it's sort of like an invisible ball of energy, but when you feel close to someone you know, you feel their energy, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like being able to do this and feel like I'm waving my hand kind of ne- near you, and I'm feeling yeah. your personal like little tingly uh, aura around you. For- we all have an energetic signature. Yeah. And it's like a thumbprint. Exactly. But when you feel that feeling when you are in a room alone, um, that's a good way to sort of, and you feel, it feels familiar, Yeah, you know, and comfortable. I feel like that's a way to kind of connect with your guide, even if you don't see them. Yeah, or... that's a really good. That's a really good thing. I, I like that. I, I also actually use that a lot when I'm telling people to look for their loved ones because mm-hmm. I, you know, we all know what our loved ones feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just forget or or maybe never notice that that's part of what we picked up from them because yeah. we're so busy knowing their visual, mm-hmm. their their auditory. Yeah, you know, we're so busy figuring out the other senses, like what they look like, what they sound like, what they smell like. Or what you're doing that weekend. You know, like other things are so, yeah. like, we forget what they immediate. feel like. Mm-hmm. And and so you'll feel who's in this room. You'll you'll know who they are well before I will. Yeah. Because you'll feel the same feeling. Yeah. Yeah, but that's true about your guides, too, if they feel familiar. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's one guide that I... She's never popped in here during a session with you. Um, that my dad has seen. Um, and this is why I feel like it's important to have multiple teachers, but, um, he dated a woman who passed away before I was born and, um, she came to him when I was, I think I was very young or maybe my mom is still pregnant with me, but she said that she would be looking after me, um, in this lifetime. Yeah. And um, I've always felt very much protected. And he called her, you know, energy in once. And I, it just felt very familiar. You got it. Yeah. Um, so I love that. And I love the part about having different teachers. I agree with that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that, like, I don't, there's no such thing as too many psychics or mediums. Like, please, like, mm-hmm. let's, let's have 40 and cause, <laughs> in here because. Every one of us has a different human body, mm-hmm. a different set of experiences, a different set of DNA. We're going to bring different things to the table. So every one of them is valuable. It's like finding any other thing in your life that fits you, right? And why it might be beneficial to try a few or a few different practitioners. Mm-hmm. Um, because 
they're all valuable in their individuality. Mm-hmm. And we all were going to relate. I always tell people this, like who I get in a reading is, uh, it's a lot of things. It's who spirit wanted you to hear from, yeah. which spirits have the most aptitude at communicating in this direction. And then which ones I vibe with the best. Yeah. yeah. So that uh, speaks to what you said. Like if I vibe with somebody differently then your like your dad might vibe yeah, exactly. more with some other people. Yeah. Just like you would in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, who do you want to have a conversation with versus yeah. who's in the room? Yeah. You know, it's like being at who a bar. drawn to. Yeah. And then seeing there's lots of people there, but who feels like they're the one who has something to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all valuable. It's just, we're just different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess this is a good time to segue into seeing if there's any messages you feel called to share with <laughs> us while we're here. Um, and then we can, uh, tell people how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to yeah. uh, book a reading with you. That's funny. It also brings into, um me to answer another question I'm often asked is, does Mm. this happen to me all the time? Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, it doesn't. I don't know how I can turn it off. You know, getting information for me is much like being in a meditative state. So Mm -hmm. that's the same as focused concentration. So as long as I stay out of focused concentration, um, I tend to not get messaging. And, uh, And I'll say also that that has been more so the case since I started reading professionally. It's as if spirit was trying to talk me into it before. So they would bombard me at Uh, all times Interesting. with all types of things. And now that I do it, now that I've set aside time to do it, they Mm -hmm. don't bother me in the other times. Um, and if they do, it's really rare. So yeah, that that said, I'm not getting anything right now, but I I will share because we didn't share at the beginning of the reading really the details of what happened before we started this. Yeah, yeah. Which please. which was we were having great difficulty well, I wasn't because I was just sitting here. But these <laughs> lovely ladies were having difficulty with the logistics of the um software and hardware to record the podcast. So while we were on the sofa talking, I kept seeing outside me, which is not normal, somebody Somebody, and I'll say somebody because it was like a flash. Every time I would look at it, it would go away. In the mm-hmm. kitchen, which is two rooms away from where we are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I told Aurora, there's somebody in the kitchen. And then she looked and could feel it. And we were discussing it. And I suddenly felt intuitively, which is why I said it, they were here to help us. Mm. Well, I felt their personality, which was kind of jovial, like <laughs> a jokester. And then that they were here to help us. And I said, oh my gosh, maybe I think they're here to help with the electronics. And that exact second, right? Everything with the electronic setup started working perfectly, mm-hmm. and it you could feel a vibration in here. Oh yeah, um, it felt it, really warm and like orangey and tangerine citrusy yeah. to me is what I felt. And like it to me, it felt like a combination. See, this is how we'll all perceive things. Mm-hmm. It felt like a combination of like success on their part and being proud and us being taken care of. Like they were mm-hmm. almost going, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, it's like proof. <laughs> and so. Um, well, now, and I said I wasn't going to have any information for you, and mm-hmm. then you know what happened? I concentrated. Oh, what happened? But it's um, it's a grandmother figure for you, and you're young, so I don't even know if you've lost a grandmother. It could be a great-grandmother. Um, anyone in your family. Did you study your ancestry by any chance? I have been, sorry. They're doing it to me. Okay. <laughs> so she's bringing up the concept of she's here because you're studying your ancestry. Yep. Okay. She says that means you know who she is Mm -hmm. because you've been specifically drawn to her while you've studied this family tree. It's like you keep wanting to go to her and find out more about her, and you know you have a connection with her. 
and you maybe haven't quite figured out the whole puzzle yet. Okay, there's there's two. There's two? Oh, wait, there's two that I'm, I'm thinking of which one it is. Okay. So I'm wondering. I don't I know. I saw a little white ball behind you, by Is the way. Raven mean anything to you? Yes. Okay, because she said Raven. Holy shit. Okay, so I don't know if that's a name or a concept. Yeah. It's a name? Uh-huh. <gasps> we both know. Or That's I, my... Okay, so you know who it is now? <laughs> yes. I okay. Know. There's, like, there's a girl who's, like, my, one of my best friends named Raven. Hold on, I'm freaking out. Okay, so she says um, she loves you, supports you, she's on the journey with you, and don't give up. With Raven? With or, it, it, okay. this whole, I don't know. Okay. Uh, that's... That, that's the exact message. That's her exact wording. Um, she's laughing. She's got a great sense of humor. She said she was an interesting woman. Okay, I know who it is. Okay. Okay. Is that good? So that's an example good. of yeah. how suddenly yeah. it can come out of nowhere and uh, happen. So I hope that's okay with you. Yes, we no, just did that on... I've never had anything like that, and they've been bothering me this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Is that, was that, I got, yeah, so, no, that was awesome. Here's what else happens when I, when I connect, I get spacey. So now I can't even remember what the question was. No, there wasn't really a question. It was, do you, the question oh, was basically just, do you have anything to share with us? You said no. And then you went into that. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's how it happens. But I will say my experience, I mean, listen, I love Teresa Caputo and I watch that show all the time, but I do not go into delis and start telling people about their relatives. Oh, yeah. I, and <laughs> having worked in advertising long enough, that has got to be. They've got to get people to sign releases before they film them. So oh, of just, course. Yeah, that's I all. I think she's for real. She's totally for real. But, yeah. but I don't want anybody to think that that's how mediums always work. No, and I think it's always different, too, depending on who that person yeah. is, what their upbringing was, and how they've, like, whether or not they've been gently guided into this or forced into it. Like, they're yeah. going to have different reactions. And you will set things up differently mm-hmm. for television than you will in real life. Yeah, yeah. And this was totally... <laughs> Like, I didn't tell her anything about you. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Um, uh, I don't even know your last name. Yeah. Um. <laughs> like a piece of paper. <laughs> um, so, like, th- there was just, yeah, th- like, I've always felt like you were very seriously connected and aligned. And I know that you've helped me a lot, even though we've had three sessions over yeah. the course of three years. Sure. Um, and this, so this is my fourth time actually talking to you, but, um, I think that just remembering where I was when I first met you, it was a much different space. Oh my gosh. Just a different life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, on paper, not much has changed really. Um, but just the energy that I'm walking around in has just sort of been metamorphosized. Um, I feel like a lot has changed on paper. I don't know. That's maybe, just me. I mean, yeah. like, maybe, but I like... Mean, you have the same job, but... Uh, yeah, that's what, I guess that's the <laughs> thing that I was thinking. I was like, well, I have the same exact job. But you don't have the same energetic job. You, and you don't have the same, yeah. No, well, so like, this is becoming my job. I just, yeah. I just have to figure out a way for it to actually manifest dollars. Your circumstances <laughs> are very different. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, I mean, it's, I feel like it's going to happen, um, because this wouldn't be like small technical difficulties aside, which I think we're here to teach us all a lesson and give us goosebumps and get us excited, you know, um, like I think this has been so easy for us to do. (laughs) And I didn't tell you yet, but last month we had about 750 listeners 
for the month, which is our highest month ever. And we've only been around for, woohoo, four months. <laughs> um, awesome. So it's like the rate at which we're growing and finding an audience and being embraced by the community. Um, I, I just feel very much like this is somehow going to manifest itself into being a legit life-supporting career where, you know, I'm, I don't know how yet, but I'm not supposed to know how. No, it's no. just going to happen. Do it anyway. Yeah, and that's the plan. Um, and so, uh, but I, I always felt like I needed to sort of credit you in some sort of way. Oh, my gosh. Like, no. just not like, because I, I felt like you just... Um, sort of opened the door yeah. in a way, and I, I had to go, be the one to walk through it. For sure. But I felt like I uh, needed to help spread your gifts around people who might um, not have someone just suggest to go find you and get in touch with you, but maybe if somebody listens to this podcast, they'll feel like you're an, acce- uh, an accessible tool that they can reach out to and spend time with. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, bridges. Thank you. bridges. The bridges. bridges. And the yeah. right people always get matched with the right people. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, even if it's not me, please yeah. find your person. Yeah. It, doesn't, it yeah. doesn't need to be me. It can be me if it is. If it's not, it's not. But just, yeah. just go on your trip. Um, so how can people get in touch with you if they would like to book a session with you? Yeah, so all my sessions are booked um, online on my website using an automated scheduler. My website is leeonearth.com. Um, Lee, for me, is spelled L-E-A, Lee on Earth, O-N-E-A-R-T-H, leeonearth.com. And under services, you can book a reading. I would encourage you to read um, the bit that's written above booking a service and then also maybe to peruse the good info page on my site. It's mm-hmm. a lot of information I've found. People ask over and over, so maybe you can ask some of your questions up front. Um, also to know, I do have an ethical belief in recommending a frequency of readings for different reasons. I'm not the boss of anybody, but just know that I believe that if you're in deep grief mm-hmm. and you're seeking to connect with loved ones through mediumship, I would recommend that you don't do so any more frequently than once every six months. Mm-hmm. Um, Spirit loves us and they want to connect with us, but they really want you to live your life here. Yeah. Um, so I try as much as I can keep up with it to not see clients more frequently than that. Um, and in addition, Spirit always has our back. So if you're seeing, uh, it can be possible that they stop coming if you're seeing a medium too frequently to communicate with them. I've had that happen to someone I know. So there's that. And then for intuitive guidance readings, which are you know, guidance in your own life, I think a frequency of once a quarter. You don't need to come once a quarter. I'm just saying don't do it more frequently than that. Yeah. <laughs> because that's only three months. And Spirit wants us. I mean, they're going to give us all breadcrumbs, but living our life is part of the equation. Mm-hmm. And um, I always say life is a combination of footwork and faith. Mm-hmm. So they'll bring the faith and the guidance and the love, but then we bring the footwork. And um, you can't do one without the other really successfully so that's how you get in touch with me there's also an email address on on there under contact if you want to email and ask questions i do both phone readings and in person i think that's really important because we have a lot of listeners who aren't in atlanta Mm -hmm. who might be feel connected to or drawn to get in touch with you so it's good to know that you can you're available via phone yes and phone readings although it doesn't make sense to our human brains are it does make sense to science though and that Mm -hmm. energy does not change based Mm -hmm. on distance but um it, they're just as effective 
Um, the only if you can come see me, the only reason to do it instead of have a phone reading would be a personal preference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you can't come see me here in Atlanta, Georgia, that's where we are. Yeah. Um, then phone readings are great. Yeah. And you're doing the free class at Modern Mystic. Yes. Yeah. On the day that this podcast comes out. Oh, really? You think Whoa. that's a coincidence? Whoa. I had I wasn't I I signed up for it. So Thank I was you. Like, I, I think I'm going to be out of town that day because it's the full moon oh. for uh August is it's full moon in Pisces. Yeah, I'm going to be in New York. Um It's all right. You'll be there in spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm doing the Sunday school at Modern Mystic. Mm-hmm. On I wish I could be there mm-hmm. that Sunday. And it will be on their podcast, too, because they have yeah. their Sunday school yeah. podcast, so, yeah. which is awesome. Um, well, drop like drop our name during your class so that people can go listen to your oh, episode, for sure. the yeah. interview, too, at the same time, because yeah. it'll be out. Yeah, this um, will be, like, y'all, I cried in this fucking shit, so, yeah. like, <laughs> give her all your money. <laughs> yeah. No, she's no, le- no. legit, yeah. and um, I, I, don't fuck around. I like to say that we never, we don't advertise for anything we don't advertise, period, but, like, we don't advertise, like, Casper mattresses or yeah, anything yeah, yeah. like that, but, like, we like to and feel called to share the gifts of those who uh, are interesting or really have touched our lives in some way or have a service that really resonates with us, um, and so that's how we build that good karma in that community. Um, And and one day you may be talking about Casper mattresses. And that may be okay. (laughs) Maybe, but I'm like... It may be a different product that just suits you that you just haven't even thought of yet. Maybe. We'll see. I've heard people like, you know, advertising like spiritual stuff or whatever. Yeah, it can happen. Hey, listen. There are many ways that haven't occurred to us yet. Oh, Mm -hmm. there's, there's so much stuff. And I feel like... Uh, since we're recording now in a period of a waning moon during a retrograde of Mercury and Mars, um, so I feel like it's really important to reconnect and rest. And as I've been doing that this week, maybe if you follow us on Instagram, um, I've been fairly quiet this week for the most part, except for a couple of little things that I've posted. But I've been doing a lot of meditation on what we're going to be doing kind of moving forward and gotten a lot of good intuitive flashes and insights just from above that, like, you can do this and this and this. And uh, I'm starting to see kind of pieces falling in together for what we can do about uh, an offer for a season two of this. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, there's more good stuff coming for sure. And um, I just want to say thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. And letting us chill on your swanky... It's not swanky. It's beautiful. (laughs) It's beautiful. I think the energy here is just really lovely. It's so good. I'm like, can I love you? I always love visiting your house, by the way. I'm I'm always like, yeah, I'm just excited. It's just a a lovely space to be in. Thank you. Yeah. It's glad to have you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, if I was going to visit some dead relatives, you know, <laughs> this would be the I room would you would do, would do it in. Like, this is nice. <laughs> well, it's just so light and airy yeah. and uh, full of sunshine. And mm-hmm. um, even though, like, maybe I can see how a lot of people come to you in a moment of grief or have a lot of dark topics that you need to talk about. So having some place that feels really nice and light is really important. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's a safe place. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really feels that way too. Good. Yeah. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. Well, and I think that's it. Stay tuned for more Blood Moon Milk in the future. Follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have Instagram or do anything I do. On I'm Lee Morgan 11 okay. on Instagram. Okay. We'll have to um, connect on there and maybe we can 
collaborate on something we can help. And just Lee Morgan on Facebook. Yeah. Maybe we can talk I about think it. both of those links are on my website. Okay. Well, you um, like how I'm 90% sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we'll make sure to share your information. All right, Moonbeams. That was the end of the interview with Lee Morgan. Again, you can find her information. Her website is Lee Morgan on, or it's LeeOnEarth.com, and it's spelled L E A on Earth, L E A O N E A R T H.com. And it's a very clean, simple website. That's how you can find her and get any services. If you'd like to enter our Instagram contest at Blood Moon Milk, you can go to our Instagram and enter the contest there. Um, you'll be able to win a free, like, mini 30-minute psychic reading. You can either get a psychic, like, an energy reading or mediumship type of reading or, like, a combination if you don't know what you want. We will announce our winner after the next full moon episode so the episode right after this one so the rules are to follow us on blood moon milk on instagram and then follow lee morgan on instagram which is l-e-a-m-o-r-g-a-n 11 so lee morgan 11 so then tag a friend who you think would enjoy the blood moon milk episodes and then we'll announce our winner on the new moon episode which will be in two weeks so happy new moon in Pisces and good luck everyone and thank you so much for listening and please check out Lee Morgan she's so kind really affordable and very very talented she's a beautiful healer and I'm I feel truly blessed to have met her and Aurora's been working with her for a while and this is the psychic medium that Kelly and Brendan Knight suggested to us or told us that they worked with to talk to their guides and to help their spiritual business as well. So she's truly the real deal. All right, so enjoy the full moon. We'll see you next week, moonbeams.